And welcome to tonight's edition of Sunday Night Novi. Sunday Night Novi is an ongoing presentation of the Weiss Entertainment Network. 613 on your dial. Check it out on the podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on, on, on iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Also, you'll find many of my nightly halachas up there, as well as the selected other shiurim. Um, okay. Uh, we are tonight's Shia prophetic vision in the 21st century, the message of Nevi'im Rishon and the story of the Book of Shmuel. The series will focus on how Shmuel Anova, the author of the Book of Shmuel, sent us many messages for our times. The series will be dedicated, what has been dedicated, L'Zecha Nishmas, Harav Yerachmiel, and Arameir, Meshama Shehab and Aliyah. Okay. My... So I had a thought occurred to me. So we're up to Paragidzayan. I, I apologize for two weeks ago. It was an impossible night for me. Um, and, uh, so whatever whatever I said, uh, I, don't know, I don't even know what I said last two weeks ago. So whatever. So if I repeat it, so don't, uh, you'll hear it again. Anyway, but a thought occurred to me tonight. Um, I mentioned this when when we learned about Gidon, uh, that the story of Hanukkah, of Rabbin beyond Ma'atim, is not a new story. It's not a story that happened to happen on Hanukkah as an epiphany. And Chazal saw that and established the Yantav of Hanukkah. Now, there are many reasons why the Yantav of Hanukkah was put on the calendar. But the, the actual events, that concept of Rabin Biyad Ma'atim is, in fact, our resume. It's our dossier. It's our ID card. Lo mi rubchem b'char Hashem b'chem. The Pasuk in Parshish Vayashanan says, not because of your great numbers. Ki atem ma'at mikol amin. Because you are the fewest of all the people. Right, so we're, we're like, what are we? Oh, one percent or one six percent of the population. Uh, we are the minutest of people in this world, yet we dominate and take up the most time. Um, uh, because, the, and that's all because of Rashi, who says that voracious Baral Kim, Bishvil Yisrael, Shanik voracious, that the world was created for Am Yisrael. So the concept of Rabin Miyan Ma'atim, right, that the few defeats. Uh, the many, or in, or in our discussion, the the small destroys the, the awesome, the great, is not a new concept. First of all, we have the story of Og, and we have the story of Sichon, and, and we have just just so many. Uh, Gidon went from 24,000 troops to 300 troops. We just have so many stories that represent that idea. So it occurred to me tonight, just as I was thinking about getting ready to, to come on the air, that that's our story. And the story of Goliath, of Goliath, if I may use the word, it's just another tag along that journey of people who, who despite their, their minute numbers, are going to dominate the earth. The story of Hanukkah, and maybe that's why Hanukkah was established as the hunter, because it's our ID badge. It's, it's the story of, uh, of our history. I mean, you know, we, we you talk about, you know, 1948, you know, five 
Arab armies ready to destroy the small group of Haganah. Didn't happen. 67, they're all gang. Yeah, yeah. How, how many forces did, did NASA put in the, in the Sinai ready to attack? Didn't happen. Like, it, it just seems to be the story uh, of our history that, that our minute numbers dominate history. And I think that's why perhaps the Navi tells the story of Goyas. Like, why do we need this story? There's so many accolades that you could give. There's so many accolades that you can give to David and Melech. There's so many, there's so many descriptions of, of his greatness. Do we need another story? Do we need the story of Goliath? No, we have it. But but here, but here's but here's the thing. Uh, okay, I'm just getting a message. Your internet is unstable. I don't know why that's true. Uh, so if something happens, just uh, come right back. Okay, I don't think anything's gonna happen. So I've seen that before. All right. Anyway, I think what's the message here? I think it's Dafka David has to fight Goliath because because and and the Ralbag kind of points this out. Rabag that says that that the story of Goliath represents the beginning of the rise of David to kingship. The rise of the being a king for eternal David Melb Israel to a people who are symbolic of Rabin Bianat. It starts with Yosef. And it goes. It goes to Og and to Sichon and to and to, and to Gidon and to everybody else that we've discussed, and and eventually to, eventually to Hanukkah. That's the story, and that's why this story is so important because it really represents because David because it's not just any king, it's David Amelch, and David Amelch. Is the symbol of all of Jewish history, uh, of the eternity of Jewish history. In him lies the binyan adayad, the, the building of the base of Mikdash, the eternal base of Mikdash. The Yushalayim Shalmala and the Chuvan Kineged Yushalayim Shalmata Chazal tell us that 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 Yushalayim that the earthly Yushalayim is uh, is parallel to a to a heavenly Yushalayim. And that all runs through David Hamela. So David Hamela begins his his rise to the kingship with with a heroic act that's symbolic of all Jewish history. Um, someone has background noise. I can't tell from the screen. So please, uh, please, please mute yourself. Okay. Thank you. Uh, anyway. That's the story. So let's look at the psukim, and, 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 and let's see what happens here, and let's let's develop this story, and, and, and but 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 those are the essential uh, uh, points that 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 have to be uh, brought out. Welcome back, Howie. How are you? Uh, so the uh, idea is very important. So anyway, so let me just show you the map, just so you have a. Little bit of a geographic perspective of where we're going here. Let's see where I have it. 
Where's the map? Where's my map? Okay. So this story, you can all see the map, right? Um, this story, so notice it's pretty much happens. So here it says Ekron. So Ekron is right here. So this line, right, this line right down here was essentially where, where, where this line right down here is essentially where the Plishtim lived. Now, the, the places mentioned in this parak are right around here. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit off the coast. And it's a little bit more towards the center of Eretz Yisrael. So here's Beis Lechem. So here's Yerushalayim. So it's south. It's the center, but towards the south. And 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 this line... Friend. Email? And that line represents... That... I want to see... That line represents um, all of the. Let me just let me go back to the screen. So that line is where Plishtim is, and this is where essentially the story of our chapter uh, will be will be taking place. Okay, so that that's that's our story. So Vayasu Plishtim es Machanehem on page one hundred six in the Art Scroll Heretz Zion and Sefer Shmuel Al the 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 plishtim gathered their camp. Vayasu sholcho. So here, let me show you sholcho right over there. So it's right not far from Yushalayim and and Beit Lechem. Ubein Azeka doesn't have Azeka here. Anyway, this is the essential area where this story uh, takes place. Okay, okay, now. Now, so it says like this. The Shaul, the Ish Yisrael Nesku, Shaul and all of the, uh, when it says Ish Yisrael, it means the army, gathered. They camped in the valley. And, and they were, they arranged, they were there to, to obviously fight off the Plishtim. That, that they were there to go to war uh, with the Plishtim. Okay. So that's uh, that, that's that's what's going on. Okay. Oplishtim omdim elahar mizeh, v'Yisrael omdim elahar mizeh, v'agai v'neim. So interesting thing happened here. They they were each army was on a mountain. One was on the, the uh, Shaul and his army were on one mountain, and the Plishtim were on another mountain, and there was this big valley in between them. Vayetze isha beinayim. So what 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 happened here? There was a an isha benayim. Uh, there the, it, it says a chip. What's isha benayim? A champion. That, that, that's that's how. Right. Misudat David says because he went out and stood in between the two camps. So the word benayim is means in between. And, and he stood in between the two camps. Now, what was his name? Goliath Shemo Migas. He was a, a Gafian. Gavu Sheish Amos Vazaros. He was six Amos tall. He was Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> he was a large, he was a lot, it was a lot, it was a large individual, right? The Kovan Nechoshes Al Roshav. And he presented in a fierce way. He had a copper helmet on his head. 
Um, uh, and he was wearing armor. Um, he was a very, he was a very scary looking guy. I, I mean, he was huge. He was fierce looking. He was wearing armor and he was a, a major force to be reckoned. Anybody else would have just run away. He had copper shield on his legs. And a copper neck guard between his shoulders. Right. So he, I don't need to tell you that he presented as an extremely fierce uh, figure. Anyway, just some of his height, <laughs> nothing else. The Chaitz Chaniso, Kim Neor or Gim, Velahevitz Chanito, Sheshmeosh Kalim Barzo. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and the blade weighed 600 iron shekels. And the shield bearer walked before him. Now, why does Inovi spend so much time describing him? So, you know, so you know, we have the expression, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, right? Um, the Novi is telling us, and, and it's a message that David Amelech writes, it's a message David Amelech lives by. The message is going to be Elib Arechav, Elib Asusim. He says they come with their chariots and their armor and their weapons, but we come in the name of Hashem. And guess what? Our way is stronger. And you don't realize that? Balak. Balak, when he, when he asked Balak to curse B'nai Israel, he understood that no matter how much armor, no matter how much army, no matter what weapons you're using, it makes no difference. The only way to defeat the Jewish people is to knock them down spiritually. Right? Haman tried to destroy all, all the Jews. The Greeks and Hanukkah learned that that doesn't work. So, so they tried to go after our religion. And, and, and the Navi is telling us that don't be scared. Big deal for them. There are stories of, of, of in 48, the uh, Jews throwing uh, sticks and stones uh, at, at the Arab armies. The Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to win. doesn't matter what they come with. doesn't matter. We'll learn, we learned about Sisra and his Rechel Barzel. It makes absolutely no difference. So, and, that, and so the Novi builds up this fierce picture uh, of this fierce warrior Undefeatable warrior. How dare anyone consider attacking this guy? But that's not the story of our people. <laughs> we're not, we're not uh, shaken by these things. So he stood and he called out to the Jewish army. See had an interesting point. <laughs> You know, and his craziness, it wasn't wrong. He said, why do we got to kill each other? Let's, you know, let, let, let's, uh, you know, So he makes an interesting point. His point is like this. He says, why do we got to fight? Fight it out. Why do we got to kill each other? 
Why do we have to, right? Sounds like uh, Ukraine, right? Um, what, what, why, why do so many people have to die? I have a great idea. Let's put all the baskets, let's put all, all our eggs in one basket. I'm going to fight whoever you send. Whoever wins, the other side is, is, is the servant. Now, now I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't need to tell you. He says, so what does it mean? I'm the plishti. Klobar says the radak. Ani plishti, echad mina plishtim. Biasasi ma'atsvi kidei lehilachem. I've come out on my own to fight. Vatem avadim l'shal klomar. Kevin sheyesh lachem melech. Since you had a, of a king. Hayalachem im malkechem. Livromikem ishli lachem imi. You and your king need to choose a hero, a champion, to go fight with me. Wrote to Lomar, as the Mesudat David was, Anochi huam yuchad shebehem. I'm the, the, the most special of them. Echa min asarim. V'yatem alo abadim, your slaves. V'yim she'en mehaderach ashasar v'gadol yilchem u'lev v'nikla, inkozev v'ulacham ish v'yilachem bi. Fight against me. <laughs> so I, I don't need to tell you the fear that this, um, you know, People, people who live through 1967 um, will, will tell you um, NASA was uh, was Goyas, right? Right, he had massed this uh, this a, a, a massive amount of troops on the Israeli border. You know, you know, as uh, as Rabbi Wine points out, you know, at a certain point they they crossed over the the Suez, and uh, you know, the Israelis started to take note and. And the story, the sad story was the graves that were there. You know, parks were dug up as graves. They were expecting tens of thousands of casualties. In the end, and, and, and no way am I diminishing it at people who gave their lives for the, for the same, but, but 800 people died, not 10,000. Uh, and there was, there was uh, a fear that was never known to the Jewish people before in the month of May, in the, in the weeks before the Six-Day War. The story was that, um, you know, it was a famous radio broadcast by uh, Levi Eshko, where he gets up on the radio when he tells the country to remain strong, and in the middle of the speech, he kind of breaks down and cries, right? It says, uh, and Golda Meir was here in America, and she came to rally, and, 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 and people broke down, and people cried. It was, it was a scary time. So I don't need to tell you that the fear that, that this man, this one guy who was about seven and a half feet tall, uh, uh, who was, uh, looked like a building, uh, um, majorly armed, I don't need to tell you what, what he, uh, how people felt. He, said, he says, the police said, uh, I've disgraced the battalions of Israel this day. Send me a man and we will fight together. So there was a tremendous amount of fear that existed among the Jewish people. Um, the, sto- the story... The story is a sad story, 
I mean, you have to, uh, you have you have to feel sad for the uh, people, because here here they are. The police team is their arch enemy. They clearly, in in the perspective of Goyas, they have the upper hand. And what do you do? Like, who's going to go out and, and fight this monster? Uh, if I may use the word, who's going to go out and fight them? And, and, thinking, and they have any modicum of success. So who comes on the scene? You guessed it. The David ben Ish Ephrasi, right? David was born in Ephrat, in the Beis Lecha. Hazem, he Beis Lechem, Yudav, Shmo Yishai, Velo Shmo Nabanin. Ve'ayish b'mei Sha'ol Zakein, Baba Anashem. And in the days of Sha'ol, the man was old and would come among the elders, meaning Yishai. Ve'yachush lochis b'nei Yishai v'dolem, ha'chu acharei Sha'ol ha'melchama. The three, David Amel's three eldest brothers went to war. So, so David Amelach's three brothers uh, had come um, and joined uh, because of their great, uh, of their chashivas, they came to uh, to um, to the war. The Radak says, "Why is it? Why? Why are we reintroduced to David Amela?" He says, "Amar Hazeh l'fisha zachro l'mala shayam min again l'fnei shaul." We said earlier he was the Shaul Amela's uh, music man. V'zachru hine l'saper in yano hechbal hilachem imaplishti. So the, the the Novi is telling us how he came to fight with the plishti. He wasn't always with Shaul. He would come and go. And he wouldn't forsake the sheep uh, for anything. He was not involved in this war. His three brothers were there. And that was enough from the house of Yishai. Yishai himself doesn't go to war because he was elderly. And what happened was that, that, that Yishai sends David to the brothers to see what's going on to bring them food and gifts and, and, and whatever Yishai sent them. But, but again, again, what, what the Novi is doing is, yes, we know David. We already introduced to David. But this is a different kind of David. This, although it's the same person, this is, this is David. Uh, I, I, I read earlier one of the commentators uh, that uh, I mentioned to you earlier, the Rabag that says that this is the David who's, who's, who's going to transition from the musician to the, to the leader of the Jewish people. And, and that's, why, that's why the Navi goes again and gives us this whole introduction to David, to the family of Yishat, because cause, cause here, comes the, here comes the Savior. Here comes the Moshiach Yisrael. And, and, and that's, that's very important. Um, 
ודוד הוא הקטן, ודוד הוא היונגס, ושלושה גדולים הלכו אחרי שאול. ודוד הולך ושב מעל שאול, לראות את סון אביהם בייס לחם. ודוד הוא קום וגו, והוא יתקן את השיפ של פאדר. You know, you, know, you know what's interesting here? Uh, that phrase, Liros et son avihem, you know where you see that phrase? By Yosef, right? It says that, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, <laughs> these Novi Shirem have given me a different perspective on the language of the Novi. Why does the Novi pick that, that language? Because there's, there's a connection to, to the story of Yosef. Because the story of Yosef, and, and, and this is, and this is a, a message that I, I think I've tried to, to emphasize all along the way. Greatness starts in small increments, and greatness starts where sometimes to get to, to the high point, we need to go to the low point. And Yosef's greatness starts at the low point. That his brothers went to, to, to take care of the sheep, And Yaakov sends Yosef to them. And from there, he goes up. Yes, he goes down first, I understand. But eventually, he goes up to the top. Now we're going to see the same thing. David is taken from the sheep, sent to, the, to his brothers. Again, the idea of sent to his brothers. And, and, and the, the same sending leads to, the, to, to a total elevation And to, and, and to David as becoming the Moshiach Yisrael. It's just that the, the parallel is striking to Yosef, that Yosef's beginning is through the brothers watching the sheep. David's beginning is through him watching the sheep and being sent to the brothers. Yosef is sent to his brothers. David is sent to his brothers. Let's see what happens. It's, it's unbelievable. This Plishti stood there for 40 days and created Chil Hashem. Because the, the Am HaMoshiach, the, the, the people of salvation could not do anything. That idea of Eilu which by the way, was written by David Amel, they couldn't, they couldn't internalize. 40 days. It was 40 days of a nightmare. By Yomar Yishai, the David Benel, Pasuk Yitzayin, Kachna Lechecha, Eifa HaKali Azeh, Vasara Lechem Azeh, Vareit Samachane Lechecha. He gives him a, um, a care package. The Yishai tells David to go to his brothers and, and bring him a care package. It has a, a ephah of toasted grain and 10 loaves of bread. You know, uh, you know, you know there, there was uh, baking. Uh, Radak says a fantastic thing. He says, why, 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 Adam asked the question, why, why, what, what's 40 days? Like, what, what's the significance of the 40 days that Goliath stood and, and, and antagonized the Jewish people for 40 days? And at the end of the 40 days is when David comes. Over Darash, this is a fabulous Radak. This is what he says. Abraham Yom, the 40 days, connected Abraham Yom, Shadit Nebuchadnezzar Torah. That represents the 40 days where the Torah was given. Moshe went up to Har Sinai and get the Luchos. Koloma. That the Jewish people did not have Koach, did not have the strength to fight until the 40 days were up. Because at the end of the 40 days, when Moshe 
came down the mountain, they received the Torah. It's not exactly accurate, but because because they received the Torah, then he went up. But okay, but 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 the but ultimately um, the Kabbalah Torah really wasn't until all the forty days were over. So so the forty days is symbolic of Matan Torah, and, and and that that's the strength that they needed. That forty days. Maybe it was days of contemplation. Maybe it was days of tshuva. We also have that the last 40 days that Moshe went up to Harsinai was Elul to Yom Kippur. Maybe it was 40 days of tshuva. Maybe it was it was a mahar herba tshuva. Maybe that was something that, that, that needed to take place. Radak says that's what needed to take place before they were ready to fight uh, Goyas. So Yishai sends... Ishai sends David to his brothers. Yaakov sends Yosef to his brothers. Vayomer Yishai to David beno. Kapna lachem ifas hakali azeh v'asara lechem azeh v'aretsa machne lachem. V'yisa seres charitzeh chalav aile. He also sends them with ten cheeses to the captain of that. Taviv asara elach. Bring it to the like to the general. V'asachacha tifkol l'shalom. And find out if your brothers are in peace. Wow. What does Yaakov say? Right? The parallel is, 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 is bone chilling. Go see, see that your brothers are, 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 are okay, if they're in peace. The same thing that Yaakov sends to Yosef. Now, 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 now I don't have time to go into the story of Yosef. But but I just want to say one word about it. It's complete hashkacha pratis. If you understand that story, uh, the only way to understand how Yaakov sent Yosef to his brothers and all the things that he said was because Yosef needed to be in a certain place at a certain time at a certain moment to 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 be the Moshiach Israel. And Yosef was the Moshiach Israel. David is being sent in the same method from the sheep to to see the, to his brothers to see. Brothers, by the way, didn't like him so much, um, which is another parallel, and 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 from that comes the uh, comes the 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 Geula, the, the the redemption. Just it's just it's just amazing. Uh, these words uh, by by my 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 dear beloved Shmuel Hanavi was not chosen by accident. Vayash came David Baboke. David Amelech rose up early, right? Because. Because everything starts early in the morning, right? Vayesh came Abraham the Volker. Abraham got woke up in the morning, and sometimes, even when when things don't go the way you would like them to go, Vayesh came Abraham the Volker. Abraham woke up in the morning and he went back to the place where he davened for Sodom, and, and he saw that the, the Sodom was was destroyed. The Gemara tells us that that's the pasuk that teaches us that Abraham t- came to feel the chakras, because. Because in all, because Avram Avinu understood that in darkness you, you see light, and 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 David Amela will, will be the ultimate person who, 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 in a lot of darkness, finds the light in, in in the greatest way. So he gets up early in the morning. Dark time for the Jewish people. For the morning, the sun is rising. When the sun is rising, good things happen. Right, he gave over his. Uh, Sheep to a watchman by Isava Yela Kashetiva Yishai and 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 he went as Yishai commanded him, Vayavo Hamagala, um and and uh he came to the encirclement, Ramagala, like the word 
גול סרקו, והחייה יוצא על המערכה, ואירעו במלחמה. He came to the encirclement and the army was going forth to the battle line, shouting battle cries. ותערוך ישראל פלישתי מערכה, לקרס מערכה. ישראל ופלישתם דפלוי בטליאנס פייסינג בטליאנס. ואיתוש דוד עשה כלים מאליו, היד שומר הכלים, דוד left the baggage that was upon him, to, uh, gave it to a shomer, to someone to watch, and he, ru- and he runs to, to, uh, uh, to the line. He wanted to see, and he went to find out if his brothers were in peace. Okay, so, so that, that, that's what he does. Right, Masudat David says it was common that they, they camped in a circle, so that, that's, that's why it was a circle. Now, um, now, now, what happens? So, Ruhu medaber imam, v'nei isha b'naim o'leh goya saplishti shemo migas, v'marachos plishtem, v'yedaber kadvarim ha'ele v'yishma David. So, what happens is David gets close, and what, and what does he hear? He hears the, the, the he hears goyas yelling and carrying on against the Jewish people. And what, and what does David see? Total fear and total trepidation. That, 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 that what was going on here was, was absolute uh, fear and, and absolute, um, uh, absolute trepidation. He said, he said, he said to, uh, he said to them, did you see uh, this person? He's here to, to cause us, uh, have you seen this man who goes forth? He goes forth to disgrace the Jewish people. He, he is there to, to bring a disgrace uh, to the Jewish people. Uh, and if anyone could defeat him, the king will make him wealthy. And he could marry his daughter. And his father's house will become free. I says, none of the responsibilities that the people will have towards the king will fall upon the house of the champion of the Jewish people. Now, now keep in mind, David Melech was a, was a tremendously uh, from individual and a tremendously spiritual individual. You don't get to write you don't get to write to Hillam in the way you do unless you have a sense of the, the spirituality that that, uh, that that is befitting someone with Ruach HaKodesh. And David Amela understood Kedusha Sisrael. David Amela understood that the Jewish people are Am Kadosh. And, and the worst thing for him, the most painful for him is, is to listen to this uh, monster standing there and putting down the Jewish people. The Jewish people were the Orla Goyim who were supposed to represent so much of what the world could be. And 
And David Amal doesn't take this lightly. Listen to the words of David. It's fabulous. <laughs> this, guy, this, guy, this guy got under David's skin. David spoke to the man standing with him saying, uh, he did, really, really touched the nerve. What will be done for the man who slays the Plishtim and removes the disgrace from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Plishtim that he disgraces the battalions of the living God? Elohim Chayim, Hashem is in judgment. Who, who, who is he? David, we look at the note in the art scroll. David said these words contemporaneously. What right does this thug have to insult the people of God? With this declaration, David cut through the verbiage of Goliath and the silence of Israel and went to the core of the confrontation. This was not merely a matter of tactics as one side sought the advantage over the other. It's significant for the timeless and universal, for it was a challenge to Israel's faith in God. When David would win his outstanding victory over the arrogant and overpowering giant, it would not simply be a matter of the weak underdog defeating the brutal-minded warrior. It would be the victory of God over those who deny his sovereignty. Again, David Melech. <laughs> this guy really got, got, got under, under, on his nerves. He says, you cannot talk about my people that way. You cannot talk about the people that was sanctified by a Kodesh Baruch Hu himself at Har Sinai in that way. You can't talk to them. You can't act this way. Not happening. So David Amal asked, what was the, you know, what was the king offering? So, um, so it could be, uh, I saw I saw that one of the Mepharshim, that the king passing off the buck was an understanding of Sho'o that, that he understood that, that his time is done. And someone else has to step into the leadership role. So it's interesting because we see Sho'o is going to be negatively affected by this story. And if I am a little so David Amel's older brother heard David talking to the people. And Eliab becomes angry. Like, like what, what, why did you come down there? And, and, who, and who did you leave? He said, I'm aware of your willfulness and your evil thoughts. You needed some excitement in your life. You needed to, uh, there, there was no good television show on in Beit Lechem. You needed to come here and, and, and watch the movie. You know, uh, it's interesting, you know, when, um, when the Civil War, the American Civil War started. So the first major battle was in a place called Bull Run. So, so the Northerners did not take this, this that seriously. Um, many, many people believe that they're going to meet the Southern Army, the, the Confederate Army, and they're going to um, attack it. So if you watch some of the Civil War movies, you see that Bull Run was a theater. Like, that, like you see all kinds of people coming to watch the battle. It's like, a, it's like the eeriest thing, like, like people really were, were lining up to, 
to watch death take place. But, but, but people thought it was going to be the Union Army overrunning the Confederate Army. One, two, three, the war is going to be over. And that was it. And, and <laughs> it's interesting. That's what Eliyav says to, says to David. He says, what are you doing here? What, you're bored? You don't have anything to do? You're here to watch a movie, a, a, a war movie to, uh, unfold? Boy, jealousy has jealousy has uh, is very powerful. Uh, uh, it is clear that David's brother uh, did not accept the fact that Shoal had anointed him to be the king, and and it was uh, a very uh, a very terrible feeling uh, that that a lot of resentment that existed uh, with, within the family that uh, David had become the king. David so David says to him, "What's your problem?" Hello, Davarhu. He says, uh, "He said, he says, was it not mere talk?" So so he turned away. He he then turned away from him towards someone else and said the same thing, and the people answered him as as before. So David Mel was inquiring. So David, you know, David was also very smart. He was trying to, to come to a full intellectual analysis of what was really taking place over here. Um, okay. Vayishmu Varim Hashed Iber David, So the words David was saying became heard, and people related them to Shaul. And he summoned David. In other words, what does that mean? Meaning, meaning that that And David says that when David screamed out, "How dare this this man ridicule the the the, the nation of Hashem?" That was that was fighting words. That that the word spread. That David challenged Goliath, and that, and that and that there was almost an acceptance that he's going to go out and 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 he's going to he's going to fight him. Um, so that that's that's interesting. So that so he's brought to show. Uh, now, so so Vayomer David, so Vayomer one second, Vayomer David El Shaul. Everyone, everyone take a cold drink. Don't worry. I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready for the challenge. Radak says, I'm, I'm here and, and, and I'm going to take care of this whole situation. Shaul says, But you're a kid. David was not. David says, You don't even know the, the strategies of war. He's brought up as a warrior. How are you going to fight him? So, 
ובארי וסדוב ונסעשם מהעדר, ויסעשי אחריו והתכיסיו, והצרתי מפיו, ויקום אליי, והחזקתי בזקנו וכיסיו והמיתיו. He says, you think I'm scared? He says, he says, when I was watching over my father's sheep, you know who came? The, 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 the bears came, and the lions came, uh, and, and, and what did I do? I rose up, I attacked, I, I, I attacked them, and, and I killed them. He says, I'm not worried, I'm not scared. So, so he says, this plishti uh, is no better than, uh, than, than those guys. Uh, who, and he said, He says, this, David points out that David Amelach said to Shaul, this is going to be a payment for his ridicule of the Jewish people. For his blasphemy of the Jewish people, in the same way that Hashem helped me defeat the lion and the and the bear, he's going to be no different, and 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 he's going to meet the the same the same fate. So 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 Shaul sends him and says that Hashem is going to be. Uh, with you. Okay, I, I see I have uh, run out of time for tonight, so we can leave this story as a cliffhanger. But I just want to say one last point uh, for tonight, and Michelle will continue next Sunday night, is that, that David made the point. David, David, David made the point to Shaul, David made the point to all the people that were around him, that I'm not scared because there's no way that this guy, this monster that's standing out there, seven and a half, eight feet tall, um, who's threatening the Jewish people and, 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 and throwing and, and saying blasphemous things about the Jewish people, the Am HaNivchar, the Am HaShalem, Maral says that the Jewish people are the Am HaShalem, that's why we're given the mitzvah of Shabbos. Any, anything that's whole gets the mitzvah of Shabbos. Uh, the, the, the people that are whole get the mitzvah of Shabbos. The, the land that's whole gets the mitzvah of Shemitah, which is called Shabbos. David Mello says, this is, not how, this is not how the history is written. He's going to get his, and he's going to get his now. And, and, and Hashem, who, 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 who will help me fight off the animals, is going to help me fight off Goyas. And Shaul was, was, was overtaken by David's sincerity and tells him to go. So we'll stop here for tonight. Um, Mr. Hashem, we'll, we will find out the end of this story and, and, and where we go from here, Mr. Hashem. Uh, next week. Once again, thank you everybody for co- joining me each and every Sunday night. And Mr. Sham, we're going to hear great things about Dovin and in the coming weeks. Have a good night.